band, talk radio. Yes, talk radio. It's so boring, man. Okay. Ryan McDonough comes out. Turned over at center. Here's Martyr and Matthews. Martyr, Matthews, scores! And I swear I saw me Talking to the Asa And he whispered softly You were here before In a different body For Friday, June 24th Happy summer it's uh, Laced Up Podcast, uh, Jeb Skull. Uh, Brutes Bataglia, High Button Sportings. Home of uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia. Um, yeah. Yeah. How's it going, man? Uh, well, I'm well. I got rained on uh, golfing mm-hmm. half an hour ago. Yeah. Um, which delayed, I guess, the start of the podcast tonight a little bit. But other than that, uh, yeah. What's I, I gotta ask? Uh, the the Yotes T-shirt. We, we got We're rocking an Arizona Coyotes T-shirt. <coughs> yeah. This is uh, this is rare. Yeah. Well, I've been well spoken on the podcast. My respect for that organization. Right. They're a class act from top yeah. to bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor Pyatt signed that for you or something? No. Uh, so what actually happened uh, was uh, I was shopping with a former guest of the podcast, Cole Turbide, while we were in uh, Halifax, and. Uh, at like we're we're like we're at a pro hockey life, and they had all sorts of just you know jerseys and shirts and things like that. So we were just going through it. We took maybe I don't know ten minutes or so and went through everything they had there. And simultaneously, from opposite ends of the clo- like of the of the memorabilia department, we grabbed something off a rack and held it up. And at the same time, I held up an Arizona Coyotes T-shirt. And he held it up an Arizona Coyotes jersey. It was just hilarious how it could have been any team, anything. So, what happened was, um, when I was looking through the rack, there was about 10 Coyotes t-shirts on this rack, and I just grabbed one, and I saw it was my size, and I bought it. And when I got back to the hotel and put it on and wore it for about half an hour, I realized that it was not a Kachina t-shirt, it was their regular logo. So now I just have, like, a Arizona Coyotes 2019 home logo like t-shirt yeah well and like that's the thing right like if it was a kachina logo mm-hmm. no questions asked we're not even talking about that yeah. we're, we're on we're already on to the cup finals at this point but. because the one that i had <clears throat> grabbed initially and showed him was a kachina shirt uh-huh. and then when i was in a fury trying to look for my size i got so excited and panicked and um it was 20 bucks so whatever that's fair yeah that's fair um do you think if you wore that shirt to a Coyotes game at ASU Arena. Hard to get tickets now. Yeah, Only so many. They would recognize that logo because I got to imagine they're all new fans, right? Mm. They're not. They're not up to date with the history. Right. Is this logo now defunct? Like, are they purely Kachina it's, now? It's just Kachina right now. Wow. Yeah. 
End of an era, eh? One of mm. the laziest logos in NHL history, sure. probably. The dog looks lazy, even. He looks it kind of like he's yawning. He's My bored. favorite. I, I think I've always told you too. Um, this is the one episode where it would be great to have a video uh, mm-hmm. podcast. But right. As I'm holding up the logo right now, I've always loved this like late 2010s Coyotes logo for the reason that it reminds me of the episode of The Simpsons when Homer eats the. Uh, the chili at the chili, or sorry, eats the Guatemalan insane pepper at the uh, chili cook-off there, loses his mind, and uh, hallucinates that he's in the desert with a coyote who is voiced by Johnny Cash. Uh, one of the best episodes in the series, if mm. you've never seen it. I can't remember what the episode's called. It's some sort of weird name. And, uh, yeah, so the Coyote's logo has always looked like Johnny Cash's coyote from that episode of The Simpsons. Okay. And so I kind of like to think it's a it's an homage to Johnny Cash as well. Nice. Yeah. Well, to the man in black. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I hurt myself today. <clears throat> well, yeah. 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 Speaking of hurt myself. Best uh, version yes. of hurt. Yeah, okay. Johnny, like, fuck, Mary kill versions of, oh. versions of hurt. Johnny Cash, Nine Inch Nails, Leslie Chow from The Hangover. Does he sing that in The Hangover? Hangover 3. From, when he's in the bar right. in Tijuana, I, don't I hurt myself. Do you remember that? I don't know if I've seen Hangover 3. Really? No, you've seen it. Come on. John Goodman. Maybe once. You don't remember John Goodman being Maybe. in the Hangover? Maybe once. Because he's Marshall. Remember how Black Doug... Marshall's oh, Marshall going to be pissed at me on this one. one. And then yeah. in the third one, yeah, it's ringing they about. actually bring in Marshall it's and it's about. John Goodman. Yeah. That three is way better than two. Like, yeah. Like for me, obviously one, but like three is like funny, like mm. good. Two is fine. It's not like horrible, but it's not. I've I've only seen that one a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I've seen three probably half a dozen times. It's pretty funny. Interesting. Yeah. You have to go back and watch that. I I really like it. I think it's really good. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Marshall's gonna be pissed at me on that one. It's a classic. I'm sold. Yeah. It's it's one of Alan's you know finer of the three movies, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm going to I'm going to marry Johnny Cash. Right. Yeah. Um. I I guess I'll. You'll fuck Chow. No. <laughs> I kill that guy. Kill Chow. Yeah. Yeah. Mary, you're gonna you marry Nine Inch Nails? No, I'm marrying Johnny Cash. Oh, you're marrying Johnny Cash. You're gonna fuck Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. So. Yeah. That. Mm. If I have to. Trent Reznor's probably into some weird stuff. What a start to this episode it's been, eh? (sighs) Welcome back, folks. The Stanley Cup Finals are ongoing. At the time of recording, they sure are. (laughs) I don't know if by the time you're listening to this they will be, but... True. Sure. Um, When we last spoke, it was a, a thrilling overtime victory by the Avalanche... Predicting a, uh, oh, right. a a tight series, one that might you know go the distance, grudge match between two titans. Mm-hmm. Since then, we had the third biggest margin of victory in the Stanley Cup Finals with a seven nothing win. Dr- drubbing, more like it should be the word, I suppose. Um, of the Avalanche. Uh, uh, over over the lightning, followed up by a very bizarre six two win by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Mm-hmm. 
back to back blowouts by both teams, uh, only to bring us back to the episode we find ourselves in today uh, with another one goal overtime tight game. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. if we don't record again before the end of the season, will there be another overtime game? I say no. Um, I don't know. It's been a weird series. Has uh, like a, you've got two options: it's either going to be a blowout or it's going to be an overtime game. Mm-hmm. Like most of the playoffs, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, there haven't been many like two-one in regulation games. Only like three Stanley Cup Finals have had like three games go to overtime in the same series. Yeah. So like we're. I mean, I did say that this was going to probably be a seven-game series in which the Avalanche won, and I thought it was going to be like somewhat of a coin flip and. Mm. Like, I, I think in, in terms of... Like, you could honestly make the argument that it has kind of been a little bit of a coin flip. I don't know if I would necessarily say that, but I think some people might. Um, do I think there'll be another overtime? I don't know. No. Let's go Let's go with no. Yeah, I'm going to go no just because I, I, I took the abs in five. So oh, I'm kind okay. of banking on this one being... Yeah, but what if they win in overtime? At I, home. I suppose they will. Who'd be the guy? Jack Johnson? Gotta be, right? Of any Johnson involved in that game, that's the one getting the winner. Eh? Let's, like, just, let's just give it to Darren Helm on a on a deflection off his ankle. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. There um, are some random-ass players in that Stanley Cup final, man. Good Lord. Let's back it up. Your thoughts on the 7 nothing drubbing? It's tough, uh, tough, tough way to go out. That was wild. Sure. Yeah, that's crazy. What I mean, that, like... 12 shots? Tepo got that game? It was 16, but it's still very low. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. Yeah. The Friend. Avs hit the over uh, on their on their own. <laughs> yeah. Just by themselves. I know. Yeah, there were people who hammered the over that night. Yeah. They were quite thankful for the I Avalanche, bet. for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. Good good for the Avalanche. I mean, you know. I The one thing I would say about that is, like, I don't know if I've seen that Tampa Bay team like get run quite like that you know like that was just that was just absurd like it like because it was one of those things like when the Leafs like stomped them in game one Tampa was there though you know what I mean like Tampa was there Tampa pushed back uh it didn't necessarily work for them the Leafs played a perfect game but like Tampa played well Tampa did not play well in game two uh and really just couldn't get anything going at all. I was really curious, too. Like, I didn't watch the game live, but I was looking at the score. I was wondering if we were going to see Brian Elliott, and I, uh, I guess we did not. But, uh... Yeah, no, yeah. you got to basically have Vasilevsky uh, uh, grasping at his knee, writhing in pain on the ice before you're going to see Brian Elliott in the net. Yeah, yeah. I, it seems that there is an understanding between Cooper and Vasilevsky that he's just going to leave him in. Yeah. Um, which, is, which is fine. I mean, it's his net. Mm-hmm. Both like, and for both of them, you know what I mean. It's both of their decisions to make. So seven nothing. Now I know a lot of people are thinking like, oh, okay, it's the Avalanche, you know, the great hockey team, first place, President's Trophy, and all this, or not President's Trophy, I guess, but West Western Conference champions. Mm-hmm. Um, missing their leading goal scorer as well as Devon Taves on the back end for that game. Yeah, you know, like they did that shorthanded. Yeah, and and whew, to. To do what they did against the Lightning, like, 
Don't get me wrong, the Lightning have seen their their share of woes. You know, they they had obviously that that game you mentioned uh, with with the Leafs there, the five nothing. They they got stomped by the the Rangers in game one of uh, you know the conference finals, but in the in the Stanley Cup finals, it's just something you don't really see a lot of is uh, seven goal wins for sure. No. Um, and then yeah, so we go back to to Tampa only to have the Lightning come out and say, hey, hang on a second. Like, we know we lost two games in Colorado, but we're back on home ice here. You know, you're not in trouble till you lose at home. And uh, they go, they, they win 6-2. And all of a sudden, we're, we're all sitting here thinking, okay, all right, we're, we're back in it. It's going to be a, it's gonna be a tight series. Uh, both teams got their their big uppercut punch out of the way, and, and now we're going to grind it out for the for the remainder of the series. And, and, and who knows, right? Mm-hmm. Um the response by Tampa, I think, in that game three was, um, you know, g- given the the circumstances of, of, of where the series was at, like that that was a do or die game. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. The the big guys showed up. You know, Stamkos had a big night. Vasilevsky obviously had a bounce back night. Um, that's the story of the Tampa Bay Lightning. You you lose. Okay, fine. We'll we'll go back out the next night and and we'll we'll right the ship and we'll, we'll you know do what we have to do and right. That's typically the way it's gone for them. Yeah. Uh, through the course of their uh, three straight cup final appearances. Um, at this point, we haven't we haven't got to the to game four yet. At this point, after game three, what what's your what's your take on the series? Are are, are we are we out of the woods if you're Tampa Bay? Mm. You know, you're you've just had a big statement game at home. You're playing the Avalanche. Yeah. You know, it it's tough for I I think it's tough to read from from a. Uh, from a coaching perspective, from a fan perspective, th- that was a really tough. Like I remember waking up the next morning after that game and just thinking, like, "Wow, that was a score!" Eh? And having no idea what was going to come next. Because after I think game this, three, for game four, like after game like three, like after game three, yeah, yeah, like just trying to predict. All right, well, like what comes next, right? Like that that's got to be the just the wildest first three games of a cup final I can remember. See like the funny thing was though about game 3 like game 3 was the only game I watched front to back and like um like Colorado was the better team at 5 on 5 I still thought. Like it like it was just one of those games where Tampa was Tampa and it was like if you're going to give them an opportunity they're probably going to score on it. Like t- like the one thing I'll give Tampa Bay is is they have the best ability of any team in the NHL to finish in clutch situations. Like, if you give them an opportunity to bury a fucking puck, they have four lines and three pairings of guys that just seem to get shots through and into the net. Mm. And it's not that the goaltending's been great for Colorado, but it's like, you know, if you give them shots in the slot, they will score kind of thing. But, like, even in that game, at 5-on-5, they're 48% expected goals. I thought Colorado outplayed them. In fact, a lot of that second period, as soon as the Avalanche scored there early in the second, I'm like, yeah, they're just going to charge back and, and Tampa's fucked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I honestly, from what I've gathered from this series, the parts that I have seen... Um, which, like, most of the highlight packages I've watched back is just, like, 5-on-5 five five play and stuff. I, uh, I, I don't know. I, it feels to me that Tampa Bay has quite largely been outmatched most of this series. And it's, uh, it's really hard for me to believe that that's going to change too, too much. I mean, their, their best game was last night uh, when they lost in overtime in, in Game 4. But... Um, yeah, even still, like coming out of Game Three, I I still kind of thought that this series is not going 
nearly the way that Tampa should want it to. Which brings us to uh, said game four. Um, Bit of a wild one. No Braden Point, who had made his return in game one. Mm, no this point series. in warm-ups. Yeah. So the Tampa Lightning already down pretty big. You know, in, down in, bad. You know, in, in the lineup uh, game there. Uh, they lose Chernak during the game. He's out. Not sure how long, but, you know, had to leave the game. He's usually hurt. Uh, Sorelli seems to take a, a, a skate up on the arm. Might have gotten cut. It's, yeah, I didn't really see what one. happened there. I heard about that, though. Yeah. Video of, of him getting dressed in the dressing room before overtime, needing help getting his jersey back on. Yeah. A, a very bizarre... Strange. Uh, ...situation there. And then on the other side, you've got the return of Nazem Kadri. For the Colorado Avalanche, uh, who is freshly back from surgery, Nazim the Dream on his thumb, which I imagine is tender. I uh, I've never had surgery on my thumb, but I feel like that doesn't just, you know, go back to being at a uh, high uh, sports performance level, mm-hmm. uh, you know, type of uh, situation there in in such a short time. Um, this one goes to overtime. Uh, Lightning. Pressing at home to try to even this thing up. Instead, it's uh, Kadri himself sprung uh, down uh, into the Tempe Lightning zone, comes in, and we get the Patty Kane situation. Mm-hmm. Where's the puck? Nobody knows where the puck is. I don't know about you, if you were watching that one live or not. I, I was nope. sitting there, and he comes in, and I thought, oh, that was a nice save by Vasilevsky. And then... Vasilevsky's looking around. He doesn't know where it is. He's not getting up, but he doesn't know where the puck is. And then all of a sudden, there's 20 Avalanche players on the ice, and they're celebrating. Yeah, that was weird. It, it was wild. It was a very strange end to a game. I mean, like, I'm used to a game ending, and you're not really sure if it's over, but, like, normally it's a goal review necess- like situation, yeah. not like, yeah. oh, nobody in the whole rink really realized the puck was in the net. Yeah. Like, the, the craziest angle to me was watching, like, Kadri skate away all frustrated, and then everyone skating up to him in the neutral zone, and, like, you could see the fans at center ice just, like, with completely different reactions for both fan bases. Like, it, it was a very, uh, very, very strange moment, I would say. Well, especially because the play looks so harmless, too, right? He comes in, he's got three Tampa hitting players all around him. Mm-hmm. And he's basically got one option. And you drive the net. And it's Nazem Kadri. So, of course, he's going to drive the net. And, uh... What the hell does that mean? He kind of just chips at the puck on his way in. And you're thinking, all right, this is a harmless little play. To me, the, the biggest issue was, like, that he made contact with Vasilevsky. I'm thinking, oh, here, here we go. We're, we're going to get a whole fucking, uh... You know, Donnie Brook in the corner here. And, and instead, it was just mass confusion on both sides. Like, nobody really mm-hmm. cared that Kadri ran into the goalie. I'm thinking... Who's, why is no one going after this guy? Uh, some guys are celebrating. Some are, you know, looking around for the puck. Um, just chaos uh, for a, a good few seconds there. Um, we're going to get to it in a second. <laughs> Whatever do you mean, James? How cool is that for Nazem Kadri? Yeah, it's great. What a moment. You know, for, for a yeah. guy that has gone through quite a bit. I would say both on and off the ice. Yeah. Uh, to come back like that, his first Stanley Cup final game, go down the ice, score the game-winning goal in overtime. Um, I'm just trying to imagine uh, the, the the feeling, the emotions that have gotten going through his head at that point. Like that is such a cool, cool moment for him. And uh, 
couldn't have happened to a better guy, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't, I don't care if you're a Kadri fan or not listening at home. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's had his his temper get the better of him some nights. He's had the referees get the better of him some nights. But uh, at the end of the day, I've, I've always cheered for this guy. I've always, I've always loved what he brings, and uh, uh, really happy to see him um, score what uh, no doubt was a completely legitimate and. Uh, worthy and well earned and deserved goal in the Sonica Finals. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some people. <laughs> there are some people oh, no. that do not agree with me, right? Uh, specifically, the the head coach of the Tampa Lightning, sure, uh, Mr. John Cooper, um, who immediately after the game had one of the strangest post game interviews. Yeah. You you'll see a coach have. Um. Nobody. Let's let's start it this way. Let's let's get it right from the from the moment of of the goal. Nobody on the broadcast on the uh, interviews with the players immediately following the game with the on ice officials with the players on the ice. Nobody said boo about any issue with that goal. Hmm. Twitter was quiet. A lot of people probably just went to bed. Mm-hmm. Well, the game's over. I got work in the morning, you know. And then, and then John Cooper comes out and he starts going on this really weird tangent about how much he loves the NHL. It's like cool, bro. Like you know, mm-hmm. like she's not gonna fuck you. Like, like where are you going with this? And then he drops this comment about you know the the goal, the game winning goal, and. Uh, and I'll have more to say on this tomorrow. And he gets up and leaves after not even really answering the only question he's asked. <laughs> you know? Um, we wake up the next morning. Elliot Friedman's coming out saying stuff about too many men. And you've seen these screenshots of, you know, oh, this guy's toe is still on the ice. And, you know, there's six guys. And it's, what are we doing here? It's pronounced Taves. Sorry, Taves. I don't. Yeah, that's 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 yeah, that's my bad. Let's start with John Cooper. Mm-hmm. Your immediate reaction. I, I'm assuming you didn't watch the interview that night. No, you were probably like most people. I work in the morning. I went to, go to bed. Yeah, I went to bed last night. You know. Yeah. So you're you're one of the like I had the the fine luxury of watching it live. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a very different feeling than waking up the next morning and, and seeing this and thinking, oh, the game was over. What are we talking about? What were your thoughts? Um, well, I, I, I you know, like, I mean, everybody piled on John Cooper today, and I'm not really saying that they shouldn't. Um, but, I mean, like, I completely understand that uh, when you lose a game... You know, especially if it was something in the moment that he noticed, like, let alone before the puck went in the net. Um, yeah, you're going to be pretty fiery about it, for sure. Like, it's it's a pivotal moment in the series. Quite honestly, very likely that they lost the series, uh, lost their third Stanley Cup uh, there last night. Like, you know, I, I understand um, being emotional for your guys because that's... Uh, you know, he, he, he really wants it, they really want it, um, but they're just, it's just not happening for them right now by the looks of things. So, you know, I, I didn't really have much of an issue, you know, I, I think that 
his viewpoint is probably pretty skewed because of his emotional involvement with the situation. Uh, as is every head coach, you know, like it, it, he's not the first guy to come out and give me a bullshit fucking reason where we all kind of sat there and like, give me a break, buddy. Like every coach does it. Um, so, you know, I didn't have an issue with that per se. Um, you know, but if we're going to like take the emotional element out of it, yeah, I, like how many times a game do you honestly think that happens? How many changes are like, how many different shifts are there in a game? Mm-hmm. 120 probably. Mm-hmm. That happens if let's say there's 120 line changes in a game, that probably happens 118 times a night out of 120. That is a very routine fucking line change. I understand that it may like you know what I mean. Like it, it was maybe worse than some of them, but this is something that generally happens all the time through the flow of the game. Yeah. And the problem I have is if we're gonna fucking start to nitpick one little thing, like well you know like this led to the goal. Okay, well, what about the shift before when it happened and it didn't lead to a goal? Everything is a byproduct of the thing that happened. Like, it's a fucking chain reaction. That's what hockey is. Hockey, one play leads to another, leads to another, leads to another. So, at the end of the day, if we're going to sit here and nitpick each little fucking play, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty with every fucking thing that happens in the game, right? You can nitpick anything and be like, well, if this didn't happen, then that wouldn't happen. That's true. That's how all of life works. That's how hockey works. That's how the flow of fucking sports works. So, for me to sit here and say that, you know, a guy being over the bench half a second early caused him to lose the fucking game. No, I don't really think it did to me. I watched the play probably a dozen times today, trying to figure out the other side of it. I don't, I don't see it to me. I, I don't know. Like, there are, there are seven lightning on the ice at the time, too. Not necessarily into the play to the, to the degree that the Avalanche players are. Um, but they're there. They also had a, a late, like a late change. So, I don't know. I don't. Uh, I didn't really. I don't really buy that excuse necessarily. I, I. I don't know. I think that happens all the time. I. I. I genuinely could imagine that you could make that case on most goals every night. Mm-hmm. It, that happen off a change anyway. Yeah, New York yeah. Islander fans are a little uh, uh, sour about uh, John Cooper exactly. bitching about this one. So. Yeah, and like even the same thing too. Like you know, you you could very easily make the argument that uh, you know if the Leafs don't get called for two bogus fucking high stick calls thirty seven seconds apart in Game Six by the same fucking referee who made the mistake thirty seven seconds earlier, that they don't lose that game. R- right, but like maybe Tampa Bay scores on the five on four anyway. Maybe they score 5-on-5, but we'll never know. It happened, you move on. Mm -hmm. The Leafs won five games in that series, so whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe Tampa shouldn't even be here right now. But they are, so whatever. The change fucking happened. It didn't get called. I understand you're upset. I'm not saying you shouldn't be upset. I would be upset too, probably. However, it does happen all the time. It doesn't mean that it's a valid excuse to blame your loss. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He, yeah, come, you know, he, he comes he, up today. He, you, you had 18% fucking goals for in game two. You had 31 goals fucking expected goals for in game one, which was a one-goal game. Where the fuck were you the first two games of the series? Don't worry about losing game four by a, by a hairline. You know? Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at with that. Yeah, he comes out this morning. He uh, doesn't run it back, but he, you know, he touches on uh, you know his, his emotions got the better of him. We're moving on. We're going to focus on game five. That's absolutely the attitude that you should have, and um, I don't even think he like he was wrong last night necessarily either. Like, you know what I mean? Some people thought I I honestly 
it's it's almost unfortunate to me that he had to go out there in the first place. Like to me, that was the type of night where Tampa PR might have just been better off to like send Julian Breezeball out there or something. Because well, like, like, and how much do they these clubs get that option in the Stanley Cup Finals? Like, I, I feel like I don't think they do at all. Yeah, you know, you know. So like, I think at the end of the day, like you're John Cooper, like my guy. This is your fourth Cup Final. Yeah, you know, you've got two cups. You've been here before. You've won. You've been here before. You've lost. Like. Mm-hmm. Maybe act like you've been here before. You know, it was just it was just really, really bizarre for him to come out there. And I would I would have rather him come out there and just sit there and do the one word answer thing and let's get through this. And mm-hmm. I want I want to be here. I don't want to talk to you guys. Make it very evident. But he comes out. And he's got this whole speech prepared about oh the parody of the game and oh the cap makes it so difficult for us wow. with our eighteen million dollars over the cap. <laughs> it's so difficult for us. But I love the league for it. It's like, what are we doing here? Like, what's the yeah. preamble for? Well, you know, it was just weird. If he's a Batman vi- a villain, he's the Riddler for sure. You know, he's got a Michael Keaton vibe he's, to him. No, so. I get it. He yeah. speaks in riddles. It's, yeah. That's fine. That's the way he is. He's just a little jazzier than we're used to. That's no big deal. I mean, like, I remember. I can't even remember who it was. I'm trying to remember. There was someone in the last like few weeks. I don't even remember if it was the NHL or if it was the MLB or what the hell it was. But there was someone I remember seeing like a, a tweet from an insider and they're just like, oh, so-and-so has declined the media availability tonight and will be available tomorrow. And I'm thinking like, you can do that? Hmm. I didn't think that was even allowed in sports. You know what I mean? Like, why Why would you ever talk to the media then if you're allowed to just decline? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would just decline every night. You think I want to fucking talk to those people? Absolutely not. Never. I don't talk to the parents minor hockey. I don't talk to the media. And uh, today, uh, Co- Coach Herb Brooks not available. We got Coach Patrick here. He'll be taking your questions for uh, Team USA. Mm-hmm. Um, all that to be said, uh, can't wait for uh, uh, line change video review. That, that, that's, oh, I'm sure that's coming down the pipeline now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Got to get what? it right. Got to get it right. Just, just throw the sport in the dumpster and be on with it then. No, no change on the fly. Well, I'd be, the I, that would be interesting, but I'm not saying we should do that either. Gord, Zach Bogosian's been out there for four minutes now. He can't change. No change in the fly. They just iced the puck. It's going to be a while for him. Here's, here's my proposal. All right. 58 game seasons. The games are 45 minutes long. Four on four. No line changes. No offsides. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Like watch 20 to 18 every night. Watch basketball be instead. Um, game five. Yeah, is that her? Yeah, in Denver. Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. And and like I'll just double down with it. I think it's gonna be bad. Like I don't think it's gonna be close. Five one. I I oh that's I didn't think that close, but maybe yeah. Who knows? I I think I think this is done. Stick a fork in the lightning. This I understand. That this has potential to end up in my freezing cold takes bin. Like, this could be a top five worst take I've ever had. I mm-hmm. understand Tampa mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. won two Stanley Cups and, you know, all that shit. Um, I think they're going to get fucking slaughtered tonight, I guess. I'll go 4-2. Okay. I think they keep it close, but Colorado's just that much better. Like how I laughed at your 5-1 score. I'll go 5-1. Nice. Yeah. Good. Uh, some coaching shuffling has uh, has been going on mm. uh, as we wade through the Seneca Finals. 
Um, a bunch of, like, the Jared Bednar and his staff go out to the bar? Is that what you mean? Right. They were shuffling around? Yeah, playing craps. Uh, <laughs> what? Pete DeBoer to the stars. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. I guess. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, he'll probably have a good impact on the regular season. <laughs> Maybe they don't trip into the playoffs. Maybe they just get there. Yeah. You know? But... This is like, this is a guy you hire when you're like a piece or two away, I feel like. Like yeah. with Vegas, right? That was the thinking, right? Like, oh, we're so close. We've just loaded up. Let's go out. Let's get the guy. He knows how to win in the playoffs. You know, yeah. he's had a couple deep runs, never won the cup, but, you know, he's, he's been there. Right. The Stars maybe should be rebuilding. I think Dallas thinks they're the Rangers, when in reality, I think they're closer to being the Sharks. Like, I, 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 fuck that. Like, that roster is just... Garbage? Held together by scotch tape, man. Like, it, it is just, uh, it's tough. You know what? Like, this is a very rare situation, too. I know, but I'm just gonna say it. I think this is a bad move by Pete DeBoer, more than it is anything else. I find it impossible to believe that Dallas was going to be... Like, like, like I understand he was there before, maybe is why he doesn't want to go back. Telling me that Florida didn't reach out to him? Really? Because that's a failure on Florida's part, too, then. You know what I mean? Like, Pete, Pete DeBoer in Florida is can do Pete DeBoer things. He doesn't need to do anything. He needs mm-hmm. to be better than Andrew Burnett, who is not an NHL hockey coach, yeah. as far as I can gather so far. Uh, maybe an assistant coach, you know what I mean? But, like, I, I, he's not a head coach, I don't think. So, bring in a guy that, yeah, has had some success at the NHL level. Do I think Pete DeBoer is, like, a savior or anything like that? No, not at this point anymore. But uh, he's had some pretty good success where, you know, you can measure the fact that it was largely because of him. You know, but uh, I don't know. I just, I, I find it hard to believe that of all the teams that need a coach and all the teams that could potentially still be in 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 for a coach i don't know dallas would be uh among the bottom of my list probably for teams that are looking for a coach right now yeah i don't really get it at all like i i think uh they've got some bad 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 contracts and they have a general manager that is probably within six to eight months of getting tossed to the curb i would think so i don't know it's uh not a good move for him, I don't think, and not a amazing move by the Stars, but, you know, it's it's Jim Neal's lifeline, right? You know, hire a good coach. Pete DeBoer is a good coach, so we'll see. Maybe he just maybe he's just fascinated with the heart of Texas. He's just a cowboy through and through, you know? Right. Hmm. Yeah, Texas never appealed to me. How about you? I want to go just to, I like... Don't. No, I, I, I want to go... Just, I'll cut you off right there. I don't want to Just go. to, like, observe. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be able to just go and just, like, look mm. around and be like, take notes. Like, this is this is weird. I'm yeah. Doing, I'm, like, I'm doing a study on Texas, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Um, in weirder news, uh, the Florida Panthers said nay-nay to Andrew Burnett and his... Uh, Jack Adams finalist season uh, President's Trophy winning Jack Adams season in exchange for a guy that gave up on hockey 10 months ago 
Palma Reese to the Florida Panthers. I guess his problem wasn't so much with hockey as it was with the city of Winnipeg. Oh, oh, I don't know about that. Come on. Um. Yeah. It's mid-November. The first snowfall is coming down. Paul Maurice is saying, I'm out. I'm done. I'm not shoveling this driveway one more time. like four or five, eh? And he's seeing Adam Lowry. He's like the best guy he can put out there for 20 minutes a night. Yeah, that's tough. Um, I don't... uh, (laughs) You can replay a clip of me two minutes ago. I don't really understand the move for Paul Maurice all that much, but it makes more sense than Pete DeBoer wanting to coach the Dallas Stars. Florida has a good roster. They have a lot of good pieces. There's really nothing not to like about Florida other than, I don't know what the hell's going on in net, but even that kind of stabilizes here a little bit. So, I don't know. Like, like Florida's fine. Their window's open, but this is probably a short-term move for both parties. Like, I, I don't know that... Um, I don't know that Florida's going to be good much longer than a few more years, and I don't know that... Paul Maurice would want to coach them longer than a few more years regardless. So this really does feel like a swing for the fences. Let's win now move. It might work. Paul Maurice has uh, had some really good teams go on some really deep runs before. But um, it's a weird fit for sure. It's an upgrade over their previous coaching situation, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does leave a lot of question marks too. Yeah, this this is a great matchup, uh, you know, um, because you've got uh, the hockey team that's gotten out of the first round once in the last twenty six years, paired up with the head coach that's gotten out of the first round three times in the last twenty six years. So, you know, I'm I'm sure they're going to do wonders together and have great 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 success. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this is the only guy they could afford, right? That that's the answer here. It was him or Jim, uh, Jeff Blashill. Because they're still paying off Quenville, right? What are they? Why? What are they paying Maurice? He's uh, not cheap. I don't know what they're paying him, but like Quenville's nine million dollar contract still in the books. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, Maurice made a lot of money in Winnipeg, so who knows? Mm-hmm. But um, I, I don't, I don't know. Like it's, I mean, in some ways, it's better than going with an unknown. Like, like I think this is genuinely a rare time where, if you wanted to hire a guy that's been around the block a bunch of times. I genuinely kind of think that's actually what Florida needs. This wouldn't be a team where you know, oh, we're gonna hire Lane Lambert. No, we don't. We don't have time to figure it out. Hmm. Get a, like they don't. Florida doesn't have a lot of time. Everyone is kind of in their prime right now. Like it's getting to be time. Contracts are getting a little hairy there. Like it's, it's go time. We we need a guy that at least has the experience. I think because Florida doesn't, even though they're not that young. I don't know. They need a guy that maybe can push them, and at least it's a guy that knows how to coach an NHL level. Yeah. And Alan I'm not Vi- that high on Florida to be honest. And Alan Vigneault is sitting right there. Um, yeah, I'd go Maurice over Vigneault really? at this point. I wouldn't ever hire Vigneault again after the way Florida, Philadelphia went. Like, it, that mm. that guy, that's done. That's It's over Maybe. for him. Yeah. I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like, if he doesn't have good personal relationships and he has no clue on the fucking X's and O's and he can't run a bench anymore... What are we doing here? He's a good. He's a good quote now. That's it. Okay. Well, you know, Torts is a better quote than him, and at least he can uh, kinda coach hockey still. So Philadelphia, more points with Tortorella or more points with Vin? Oof, that's 
Did, didn't they have one year under Vino though, where they were, like, disgusting? Like, weren't they, like, right good, like, two years ago? Philly? I My can't wrong? imagine. They that one, the playoffs the one year where years, so. Carter Hart had above, uh, like, know, an 850? Maybe. Yeah. Um, okay, all that to be said, uh, Barry Trot's still available. Um, <laughs> four teams... Do you think Trotz would have been a good fit in Florida, though? I don't think they could afford him. I think, honestly, I think... M- money aside, though, like, do you genuinely think that... Yeah. 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 Like, it's hard to argue because he's such a good coach that he wouldn't have been. Like, stylistically, that doesn't really make sense, but, like... That's what they need, though, I think. I think they need a so. guy with that mindset. Hmm. They're almost too, like, freewheeling... Let's hope we score yeah. more than they it's, do. It's an interesting debate, right? Like, it's the old philosophical debate in the sense that, you know, does does a good offensive team need to just play good defense because they can figure it out offensively? And a good defensive team needs to open it up because they're so good defensively that yeah. they can erase their own mistakes? Maybe. Like, you know what I mean? Like do, like, do you need to play a reversal of the style of your roster to have success in some situations? You so, know? Florida was weird this year, though, right? Because, like, they were, they were like, all right, just put four goals up on the board for the other team, and let's hope we get to five. Yeah. You know, like, at no point did they learn how to win 6-1, 6-2. It was always, like, a one-goal game in overtime a lot, a lot of the time. too. They you know, like yeah. Going exactly. Third. Exactly. They yeah. get to that three-on-three, three, they sc- they happen to score. You know, oh, we won 6-5 tonight. Oh, good for us. That was why I was just so, like, I was shocked that people were shocked when Florida lost. They they're only really good in one in one way, which is scoring goals, mm-hmm. which of course is the most important thing. It's also the hardest thing to do. If that dries up, what else you got? Mm-hmm. Can you prevent goals? Can you can you? Is there anything else that you do tangibly all that well? The answer with Florida, not not overly, mm-hmm. like, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, Chicago, Detroit, Boston, Winnipeg, all still without head coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do you got going where? You got Trotz, Montgomery, Blashill, uh, Bonus, Babcock. Uh, probably forgetting some guys there. Not a lot of winners no. on that list, was there? Pocket, I guess, is available. Oh, yeah. God. No, I don't know. Like, like, like Boston Dave is. Tippett. Boston is like. It's just because it's the situation closest to me. I'm not saying that he's the most qualified, like, assistant coach in the league. But the fact that Boston is interviewing Spencer Carberry from the Leafs to me is like, okay, yeah, the guy did a fucking incredible job with their power plays here. Mm. Give it a try. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's something. Would you rather Spencer Carberry or fucking Mike Babcock coaching the Boston Bruins? I'd give Carberry a try, you know? Yeah. Like, whatever. Like, like a lot of those teams need to kind of find an identity. So that's why you don't hire a Paul Maurice right now. You hire maybe an up-and-coming guy and try to kind of push forward with him, you know. Or stick like, with the guy that won a President's Trophy and uh, Jack Adams. Yeah, if only there was a guy that they could have got to do that. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, like I, I think there are different types of coaches, for sure, in the league. Like, there are a lot of guys that I would say are tactically, like, even as a head coach, pretty smart. Whereas, like, I would say that what makes John like like the, the coach I would hire if I'm trying to get a team going like off the ground into the playoffs get them to go on a deep run is probably John Cooper just because John Cooper seems to be as far as I can tell the best coach at like fostering a culture 
You know what I mean? Like, like really just getting the guys in the right mood. But do I think John Cooper's the best X's and O's or, like, bench manager in the league? No. But he doesn't need to be because everyone else kind of just is lifted up because of the way everything's are, everything is when they go to the rink, right? Yeah. Like, that's always been my understanding there. And teams like Boston, like, they need to hire guys like that more than a tactician. Like, they need guys that, especially Detroit, right? Detroit needs a guy who's just going to come in and kind of invigorate this this room and give them some confidence to kind of like the players do everything themselves you, you don't really need a fucking great head coach at the nhl level these are the best players in the world you need a good head coach for sure but these guys know what they're supposed to do they know where they're supposed to be there's video coaches that do a lot of this shit with them mm-hmm. but they these teams that are up and coming need a guy that can come in and kind of bring life into that locker room and uh rick Tockett is not that guy you know Mike Babcock's not that guy. So, who's going where? Um, on the note of, like, teams maybe need just a good coach in general. Maybe not the best, like, uh, off-ice coach. Winnipeg and Barry Trotz seems like a, a match made in heaven at this point, you know? Um, I think so, eh? For a lot of reasons, I think. I mean, I mean, you know, if I'm Barry Trotz, do I am I like all gung ho to go coach the Winnipeg Jets per se? No, but um, they are the most appealing team on the market right now. So your option for me, if I'm Barry Trotz, is I'm going to coach the Jets, or I'm going to wait till a better offer comes along. I'm not going to any of those other teams. That's for sure. So. Uh, yeah, that's a weird one. Like, I, I think Trotz is going to be the guy that, like, the guy, he, he's looking for the cup ring, right, at this point? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think Winnipeg's the answer. I uh, don't know that it is either, but it's the only roster where I think you have a legitimate shot. I, I think They have he, a shot. It's not a great one, but they're, you could make something out of that roster. I think anyway. you hang your hat on the idea that some good team's going to get desperate in November. Yeah. and Vegas. Well, yeah, maybe the, eh? the rate that they fucking bring guys in and out. Um, you know what I mean, though. Like, yeah. like I kind of feel bad for the Bruins in a way, like just because of the way that their injuries have gone. I mean, I don't feel bad for the Bruins, but like they're a team where that is just a nightmare. If you're if you're a coach that needs to prove yourself, that's a nightmare job to want to take. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be a guy where this is your first job. You can't be Mike Babcock and take that job. That roster is doomed to fucking fail this year. Mm-hmm. And if anyone manages to get them into the playoffs, uh, bravo, they should be nominated for the Jack Adams probably. Yeah. Because uh, there's no real reason that that team should be anywhere near a playoff spot by the time everyone's back. Unless the NHL schedule maker really wants to cut them a fucking break. You know? True. Yeah. That That's a nightmare of a job. I, I, me personally would barely want to take that job. I'm nowhere near coaching the NHL. I don't know if you know that, so. Uh, well, you know, I figured. But yeah, I don't a don't few levels just, down. I don't want to assume. Give or take, yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think about this one? This has been in the back of my head for, for a while now. Sure. This is a guy that played for the organization back, you know, in, in his playing days. Um, and, and he was employed under the current GM. What do you think about Rick Bonus to the Red Wings with the understanding, with the understanding <laughs> that you're going to retire in like a year or two? Like come over, 
Tell us about Coach yeah. Ray Bork, Tom Maurice Sider. Talk to Maurice Sider about Coach and Victor Hedman, Miro Heiskin, all, all these guys, right? Like, come over, share your wisdom with this this young core. You're just saying Maurice Sider needs a friend? Maybe, and it's, and maybe it's some, bonus. some guidance, you know? But you know what I mean? What a weird buddy cop, like, buddy buddy movie that would be. You got a friend in me. <laughs> and it's fucking, like, 69-year-old Rick Bonus just on a swing. Yeah. Maurice Sider's, like, clapping and, like, his, having fun. Pushing him. In his Lederhosen with his... Um, <laughs> Actually, be better image, Bonus pushing Sider on the swing. <laughs> and then he swings back down and just hammers Bonus, yeah. like, into a fence or something. So you, you, you bring Bonus in, maybe just for a year. You know, just for a year or two. Because we all know it's, it's coming to an end. And then, and then, you do right by the Detroit Red Wings fans. You make amends with our old pal, Sergei Fedorov. And you poach the KHL winning coach over to Detroit for the big reunion in a year or two. I'm not going to lie, that idea intrigues me because I had no idea Sergei Fedorov was coaching at any level of hockey. This was his first year, and he won the uh, he won the KHL championship. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like, we, we all know. I mean, I don't know. Like, I want to say that the perfect solution to Detroit's rebuild is that Iserman's just going to hire one of his buddies to coach the team. But, like, that is the most anti-Iserman move, though. Like, Iserman's going gonna to find some guy... Who's like, oh, I'm trying to use like a John Cooper example. There's a guy right now who owns like 14 car dealerships uh, in the state of Iowa. And Steve Eisenman's just going to convince this guy to coach like the fucking, uh, like uh, the Des Moines uh, USHL team for like two years. And then Eisenman's just going to hire that guy. Okay. It's that's, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's what, that's the Eisenman move. Sure. Um, but the Fedorov thing's cool too. I like your theory. It's opposite of mine, but I like it. I like it. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't hate, I don't hate the bonus idea necessarily though. I mean, you put it this way, you need someone who A, has more experience and B, is a better coach than Jeff Blashill. And that list of candidates to me is fairly long. And also a guy that like, you know, isn't going to be there for when it's time to flip the switch and and go for it. You know what I mean? You're like, you're not hiring Barry Trotz right now. But no. in three years, yeah. you're going to need a Barry Trotz. Now, he's not going to be available then, but plug yeah. the hole for now, bridge the gap, bring in Rick. Rick, here's a nice fat paycheck. Well, Two years at most. Go live your life on the beach after that. Thanks for the experience. Thanks for the wisdom. Thanks for the time. Have a nice life. Uh, it's time to win now. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about the cup ring that you're not going to get, but... Yeah, that's tough. You, you Don't even kick him upstairs, eh? Yeah. You just kick him to the beach. That's tough. I mean, uh, I guess to really, really put a damper on your parade, yeah, I don't know. If if, if I'm Rick Bonus, I'd retire. Uh, just seems like, you know, maybe. But if he, you know, if he's still down, just give her a little bit more. Uh, yeah. Detroit, sure. Whatever. Why not? It's, it's fine. And Chicago... Just take whoever applies for the job because I can't imagine there's a lot of people lining up to work in, in Chicago right now. Yeah. Maybe Derek King's the guy. Yeah, I don't I'd, know. Well, I'd rather coach the Bruins. That's for sure. Probably rather coach in the AHL. I, I'd rather coach uh, the minor hockey team I currently coach. There I, you go. Fuck, fuck the Blackhawks, man. Um, quick little thing I want to do. Um, not nice. really a game, but uh, something I was thinking about earlier. I want to go through... The uh, the teams that made the playoffs, 
Sure. And I just want you to give me a simple one-word answer. Okay? The question is, do they make the playoffs next year? Oh, I like it. And I just want you to say in or out. Sure. In or out. All okay, right? Let's Ready? go. Ready? That was a much longer pause than I was expecting for a 50-win team. Um, well, if you'll recall, James, I had them missing the playoffs by a lot this year. Mm. Uh, and I do think that their debatably best forward won't be back. Um, I, I'll i have to say in, but I have my uh, trepidations. Sure. The Minnesota Wild. In. Ooh, I like it. The LA Kings. In. St. Louis Blues. In. Edmonton Oilers. In. Colorado Avalanche. In. Dallas Stars. Out. For. Hmm? Who, who are they out for? Who's coming in? Oh, I, I, you didn't ask oh, me to just, think that far in no, advance. No, no, we're okay. It's okay. You can pass. Uh, you can pass. Uh, well, I mean, didn't five teams from the Central make it? Yeah. Yeah, Vegas, I guess. All right. <laughs> That's Nashville. an easy answer. Ooh. Out. For Vancouver? I don't know. Yeah, I guess. If I got to pick someone really? right now. I, I mean, whatever. Seattle. I, I think it's more likely that someone gets better than Dallas gets better. Okay. And Dallas is probably going to need a bit be, be a bit better than last year. So. So Dallas, Nashville, not returning next year. All right. Uh, Pittsburgh. Ooh, oh, woof. In. I don't know about that one. Well, um, I, it seems it seems likely they'll still have Sidney Crosby. <laughs> yeah. It's not certain. That's for sure, but. Uh, if they still have him, and he does still look like he's quite good, uh, what the hell? I don't know. They have some pieces. They're not. Mm-hmm. They're not a, abysmal, but Florida good Pan- coach too. Florida Panthers. Oh God. I'll I'll be safe and say in because I can't explain why they'd be out yet. Carolina Hurricanes. I wish out, but probably in. Tampa Bay. In. Washington. They have to be out, right? Nick Backstrom, done for the year. Yeah, like they have to be out. Even with Nick Backstrom, I don't. I just they got to be out. I think. I th- I think it's over. Mm. You know, hundred point season for our guy Alex. He's not slowing down. I get it. That right. that's fine. I mean, like the Oilers have two guys that are going to get a hundred points next year, and I had to think about it. You go so. out, you, you you sign up getting Malkin to Backstrom's cap oh, hit, throw Backstrom me. on the LTIR. Oh, no. You what know? if Malkin goes there? Just for my head, that's icky. Icky, icky, icky. They're boys. Come on. I get it. Help, help me get That'd to the cool. help me get to Gretzky's record. Let's go. It'd be cool. Don't get me wrong. I kind of hope Gino signs right cheap with the Rangers. Mm. I think that'd be cool. Him and Panarin. The Toronto Maple Leafs. They'll be in. The New York Rangers. Let's go in. The boys. And the Boston Bruins. Out. Come on. In exchange for? I didn't even give you a team uh, that would be in for that other team I said would be out too. The Capitals. I think Capitals, Bruins, out. Mm-hmm. 
Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go. I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there aren't a lot of good options yeah, who, here. Who missed the playoffs? Who missed playoffs in the East? Buffalo. Yeah. Detroit. Yeah. Ottawa. Yeah. Montreal. Yeah. Philly. Yeah. Columbus. Really running out of runway here, aren't I? The Devils. Yeah. And the Islanders. Okay. I uh, I will say that... <laughs> so Boston and Washington are back in. <laughs> no, like... Uh, yeah. No, but I think Boston's out for sure. Like, But, like, I don't know. If, if Bergeron's back, don't get me wrong, right? But, like, we're, I'm under the same impression as you. I don't think Bergeron's coming back. Mm-hmm. And unless David Krejci decides to come back to the NHL, they're fucked, right? Like, uh, they're going to miss the playoffs. I think Capitals miss the playoffs. I'm going to go and say that the Devils are going to get in. (laughs) And, uh, damn, if the Red Wings had a coach, maybe. Well, no, I, I, I feel decent about the Islanders bouncing back, to be honest. So, yeah. Who's coaching them? The Islanders? Lane Lambert. Yeah, I'm not taking the Islanders. Um, Devils, eh? Yeah. Do they have a coach? <laughs> Who's their coach? Um, I thought they fired Lindy Ruff, didn't they? Did they? Am I wrong? I thought they did. Maybe it was just assumed that they were going to and then they just never got around to it. I don't know. New Jersey Devils head coach. Yeah, let's see. Lindy Ruff. It's Lindy Ruff. Yeah. I can't believe they haven't made a coaching change, to be honest with you. But Well, whatever. I don't know. A couple like, guys available. They have a, like a really scary group of young forwards. It's just like, yeah. is the blue line really going to piece it together? Like, I mean, a, Do they have a goaltender? A healthier Dougie Hamilton will help. Sure. Um, I don't know. Like I, I, I like their roster decently. I don't love their head coach. I don't love their depth. Hughes, Heischer, I certainly and don't love their goaltending. Slavkovsky, I'm assuming he's going to go too. Uh, That's disgusting. Dangerous top too. three for the Devils. I'm a big fan of Brat. We'll see what happens there. And I do really like Sharon. You like Brat too? Eh? The big Brat guy. Right. You come over, have some brats after after work. Fire him up on the grill. Have yes, some brats. Bro. Yes, bro. Yeah. Uh, and I like Sharon Govich too. I think he's going to be a, a player for sure. So. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I just, no disrespect to the local boy, but like, who's in net? Who's yeah. dropping the puck in that team? I, I do think Blackwood would probably benefit from a change of scenery at this point. I don't know if that's personally where he's at or if that's where the organization's at, but just having watched the league for a long time, he kind of seems like he's sort of in that pattern now of goaltenders where it's just like maybe, maybe uh, one too many hiccups, you know? Maybe they signed Jack Campbell. I mean, like, there are a lot of people, uh, like, fans of good teams such as the Leafs that want their team to trade for Blackwood, and I do think that Blackwood would be decent behind a better team, but I don't know if he is the goalie to take your team over the next step. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I don't see the way that he's ever going to have, like, a Shisterkin season. Necessar- I mean, not that anyone really ever has, but uh, maybe a bad example. You know, like a Ryan Miller season maybe would be more like the example. Uh, yeah, I don't think that Mackenzie Blackwood's necessarily a Ryan Miller type, but I certainly think that he could be, uh, you know, a solid goaltender. A Corey Schneider type, perhaps. Maybe. You know? That worked out in New Jersey, right? 
Right. Um, That's why they got to trade him. I'm going to send you something now on uh, on, on your DM here. It's wow. Just, uh, I, want, I, want to, I want to talk what, about this. What app am I logging I, into right now? Uh, Twitter? Uh, Twitter, yeah. I, I saw this today. I want to talk about the Ottawa Senators and their new downtown arena minimum. Yeah. Um, minimum. Did you see this? Arena yep. minimum. Arena mini. They're, Memorandum? They're, they're going to build a hockey rink in downtown, which I'm going to assume is going to take a few years because those type of buildings take a few years to complete. Usually. You know? And then, they're going to build a condominium on top of it. Yeah, I couldn't tell by the picture if that meant that that, that building was like that's a building all one behind building. the arena. Oh yeah, no, that's all one building. Oh, that's kind of an eyesore. How much longer is that going to take to build? Yeah, well, I don't know. Like, these buildings shoot up pretty quick, but anyway. It's it's interesting in the sense that, like, okay, when the building has, has served its purpose in 20 years, it's like, okay, well, we still have something here. It's still a housing unit for people the the less fortunate you know they have to live above the shambles of that hockey team but how dare you like what a weird does like i've never seen anything like this before i've seen like hotels kind of connected mm. to an arena through like a, a walkway or a skyway or something like that but like to build an entire condominium above the roof of your building sure like what yeah, like like there are definitely other buildings that are like, like or like sorry, other like arenas that are attached to other things. I can't say that I've ever seen a condominium built into a hockey rink before. Here, this that's, this that's one, this one's got a different angle. Here you know what I mean? No, like I, like I guess like Madison Square Gardens, like a you know, there's a bunch of other things going on in that building, and you know, uh, you know, like I, I'm trying to think, like even Rogers. I don't know. The one in Edmonton is kind of like a near a bunch of shit, but I don't think yeah. it's actually attached to the building. And I feel like the Seattle one is like a big concourse too. Like there's other things other than the hockey rink, but a, a massive condominium is a there, rare there, one. There's another angle for you, just to, just to kind of talk about like the insanity. It looks like there might be something on the other end of the building too. That is a weird looking building. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I don't no. know. It uh, it looks futuristic. Which is uh, which is nice for the Ottawa Senators to imply to, that they might have a future. I think that's cool. I'm just trying to figure out where they're going to put the 230 foot statue of Eugene Melnick. So I'm assuming that's part of the plans as well. So here's the thing, I guess, like because I didn't actually read the statement today. Did you did you read the statement? No. Like you didn't see what's going on. Here's what I'm wondering: is like I I heard that I, like every week I listen to. Uh, 32 Thoughts and Jeff Merrick Show. Well, I listen to it, like, essentially every day, like, one of the two. But, like, every week or so, Elliot Friedman just, like, nudges the idea that it's like, yeah, the Ottawa Senators are figuring figuring out how to, like, navigate the organization under the new, under, like, Melnick's daughters. Like, they're trying to, you know, like, just they're working on trying to figure out how to navigate their role with the organization. So now they're, they're they're working on an arena deal, and it's just kind of like, are they are is this family in or out? Like, what's what's the plan here? Like, are they going to continue owning it, and then they're just going to hire some people to like help them overlook it? I assume, or or what the hell's going on? Like, I I have no idea. It was just that's what caught me off guard today. Like like I saw the arena, and I'm like, yeah, of course, great idea. I don't know, they need a new arena, and they, it needs to be in Ottawa, not in not Ottawa, but um, how who is doing all this is my curiosity, right? Um. So I, I'm skeptical in that sense, but hey, uh, Senators have a great fan base, and I, I'm not kidding. I genuinely hope that they <laughs> have something positive to look forward to in the future, and this is a 
ideal situation if you live in Ottawa, for sure. Even to visit Ottawa now becomes more appealing, right? Mm-hmm. Ottawa is very accessible for you and I, and uh, I have no desire to go there currently. But if they have an arena in downtown, yeah, like I have friends in Ottawa, I would go to Ottawa and see like a fucking hockey game or something now, you know? Sure. When it's now no, it's not like a six hour fucking ordeal to get out to this arena now. Um, not literally, but you know what I mean? Now that it's, if it's downtown, like great, it's easier to go. I'm down. Town, Ottawa. Uh, breaking news, uh, Patrice Bergeron breaking news. has signed a one year extension with the Boston Bruins. Shut up. Really? So, yeah. Oh, man. That's kind of like um, when we did the Down Goes Brown season thing. Like, who's going to get 100 points? And I said Nikita Kucherov. And then, like, an hour later, he, he had hip surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bruins in. The Devils out. <laughs> That's, the right, That's the right answer. Yeah. Um, NHL Awards happened through the night. Nice, tight, little, quick event. Yeah. They only did the four four or five major awards what was there. it, like an hour? Yeah. That's awesome. That's he, what they should do that more, actually more often. Now that Keaton Thompson showed up, made one good joke. It, great. Know, it was a great night. Yeah. By all accounts. You know what? I was thinking about it today at work. Uh, it, isn't it like just kind of the, like you're living the high life when you're a comedian as famous as Keenan Thompson? Because like, do you think Keenan Thompson actually wrote any of those jokes for that either? No. They handed him a bunch of cue cards about hockey. Like even if he watches hockey, you know what I mean? They were probably just like, oh, don't even think about it. We'll just write you some hockey jokes, whatever. You just got to show up and say them. Because when they're coming out of your mouth, they're way funnier than if, like, Joe Blow showed up and did mm. it. You know what I mean? Like, if they if they brought on the uh, the NHL Awards, and it's like, oh, live from Las Vegas, and uh, the NHL Awards, and now it's time for your host, Brutes Bataglia. And I just walked out, and I'm like, ah, the Leafs finally won something. People would be like, boo. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Morgan Riley be sitting there throwing stuff at me. But when it's Keenan Thompson... You know what I mean? They just give him some jokes. He probably got paid like like $50,000 to do that last night. Yeah. Awesome. Apparently, uh, life. On, on his podcast on The Athletic, uh, uh, Sean uh, McIndoe was talking about how he was approached at one point by the uh, comedy host. I think it was John Moyer hosted one year. Jim Moyer. I don't know what the comedian's name okay. is. Okay. DM'd him on Twitter. I'm like, hey man, people keep telling me to reach out to you for some jokes. I don't know who you are, but everyone keeps saying this. And uh, so send me what you got. Yeah. And he sent him some jokes. And I think he told like one or two of them. Yeah. And Sean's just like, that's the closest I'm ever going to get to to writing comedy for the league. Because yeah. they, they don't really like me down there. So. Well, like, and even uh, Lozo, there was one year too. Like, he had a, right. he had a bit yeah. on Puck Soup. He's like, yeah. oh, yeah, well, I wrote a bunch of jokes for the NHL Awards. And then, uh, like, in addition to my pay, they offered me free tickets to the NHL Awards. And I said, no, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I, I'll, no, I'm okay. Thank you, though. <laughs> like, he's like, I don't really care to go no. to that. I don't need to be involved. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, the uh, the awards were announced. Uh, I think they did the Norris, the Vesna, the uh, Ted Lindsay, the Hart, and I guess the All Star teams. Mm-hmm. Um, quick recap because all the votes are are now out. All the all the ballots have been Ooh. exposed and all, all that. We know we know everything. Uh, quick recap: Frank J. Selke Trophy went to Bergeron. We've already talked about that. Uh, gotta say. Uh, I'm loving uh, whoever it was that decided to uh, throw a uh, fifth place vote out to uh, Jesse Pugliarvi for the Selkie. Very, very interesting. Uh, Mark Spector. Um, the yeah. uh, all while trying to run him out of town too. Oh, I guess they did the call to that night as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we got the Lady Bing, which of course was Kyle Connor in a runaway. Actually, he he won by quite a margin. Um, any 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 funny ones down here at the bottom? Anybody give a, get a weird? Uh, Frederick Anderson got a vote. No, that's neat. The Lady Bing. Yeah. Um, all right, let's let's get to it here. That that's all the recap I got on this page. James Norris. Uh, this one came down to twenty five votes. Votes or points? Points, I guess. Sorry. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. Uh, Kale McCarr wins the Norris uh, with less first place ballot votes than Roman Yossi. Yeah. But all of his second place uh, got him over the hump there. 1631 to 1606. Yeah. That's a crazy margin. Yeah. I also thought Roman Yossi is a lot older. Uh, he's only 31. Yeah. Cool. Well, it's because he signed until the sun burns out sure. is the problem. Sure. Yeah. Kamakar, yeah, absolutely. Probably, yeah, probably that, the best player in the that, league. That yeah. was one of the most unnecessarily close votes I think I've seen before yeah, but for like, me. Yossi had a good year. Like he deserved some votes. Yeah, sure. oh yeah. Yeah, bucks, but like, like but like insane. for it to be that close, considering that like I definitely would have thought Hedman for sure over Yossi. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I didn't really think Yossi was I thought he was closer to three or four. You know, it was just like, like if he had the same season and had 75 points, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's John Carlson from a few years ago. Like, sure. It's just like he didn't, it wasn't great defensively, and he no. he put up a fuck ton of points. Don't get me wrong, that's insane, but... Uh, well, that's just it, right? Like, you know. it's, it's like, some guy's going to hit 130 points next season, it's like, he's just going to get some votes because he got 130 points, and like, that's just, sure. that's crazy on its own. I mean, I will right? say that so. team is fucked without him, too, so True. there is that, but... Uh, Quinn Hughes getting a couple of votes as well for uh, <laughs> the back end. That's cool. Uh, uh, as predicted, Maurice Sider takes home the Calder, uh, which is great because I didn't really want to have to talk about Michael Bunting and his eligibility uh, for the tenth time this season. So okay. good that that story is over. We can all move on. Um, Alex Njelkovic gets one fifth place vote after what can only be described as a terrible season. He went down the Calder ballot. He was he was higher last year on the Calder uh, list than he is this year. That's wow, not that's the direction hard to do. you want to go. Crazy. Um, what do we got here? The Vesna. Well, you know, I think that's a that was kind of a foregone conclusion. Uh, Igor Shesterkin, runaway, mm-hmm. twenty nine first place votes. Neither of the other two finalists got first place votes. Wow. Who got the other first place votes? Does it say? Three three goalies. D- try to guess. Mark Schumann starts with the other two finalists. So it wasn't it wasn't those two. So th- three other goalies got first place votes. Yeah. So understandably so, I would have to assume Andre Vasilevsky. Absolutely. Okay? That, and that's fair. Rightfully so. I would also assume that the reigning Vesna winner, Connor Hellebuck, was one of them. Did not get a single vote. Okay. And that's fair. But, you know, it, I figured maybe reputation... Um, Sorokin? Yep. Okay. Nine goalies got votes overall, by the way. Just to put it in perspective. I'm going to go Frederick Anderson. That's the guy. Okay. That's, that's, uh, that's insane. Those those guys all got first place votes. Yeah. Jesus Christ. In order, Shesterkin won, Markstrom, Saros, Anderson, Vasilevsky, Sorokin... Thatcher Demko, Vili Huso, Tristan Yari. Those are the goalies that received votes this year. 
<laughs> okay. Right. 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 No, let's play a fun game while we're okay. on this. Okay. All right. So, over under 40 starts next year. Shesterkin, I'll take the over. Yeah. Uh, Saros, you said? Yeah. I'll take the over. Okay. Markstrom? Yeah. I'll take the over. Yeah. Who else you got? Anderson. Under. I take the under. <laughs> Vasilevsky, over. Oh, yeah. Sorokin, over. They got Varlamov, too, though, right? He's junk. No, I get it. But, like, last year, Sorokin was junk. No. Well, like, compared to Varlamov. Varlamov was a was up there for the Vezina the year before. Oh, the, oh, sorry, the year before. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. Different coach. I'll take the over, though. I, I you're right. Demko. Over. Over. Yeah. Who's so? Depends where he signs, I guess. <laughs> Wait and see. I'm going to take the under. Tristan Yari. Uh, that's a tough one. I'll take the over, mm. but barely. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, what am I missing here? What am I missing? I don't know, bro. Uh, there's no votes for it on, on the page here, but uh, the uh, Ted Lindsay goes to Austin Matthews. Congratulations. Your peers think highly of you, I suppose. Congratulations on you and your peers. Uh, Which leads to the Hart Memorial Trophy. And for the first time in 67 years, Mm -hmm. third time in franchise history, the Toronto Maple Leafs have a Hart Trophy winner. Uh, This one, for all the talk about how close it was going to be, not that close. Uh, Austin Matthews runs runs away with it. Runs away. Uh... 119 first place votes for the mm-hmm. kid. Crazy. Out of what, 120? 195. There's that many guys voting on these awards now, eh? Yeah. Oh, cool. JT Miller got a vote as well. Um, yeah. Uh, like a first place vote? A uh, fifth or... place vote. Okay. Mm. Good he's, season. He's very valuable to his team, Good for season. sure. Yeah. yeah. Um,. Matthews one, McDavid two, Stricken three, Goudreau mm. and Huberdeau right on the top five. Okay. Any other crazy votes? Not JT really. JT Miller's the craziest. Probably. Like Jason Robertson got three fifth place votes. Yeah. Yeah. But like you know, he would have been in my top ten probably, yeah. right? But like, um, I still like I just I love looking at these ballots because nothing will ever top for me the year that Essel and Dell. Got like a third place Norris vote mm. on a season where he was maybe the fourth best defenseman on the Dallas Stars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like that, that was the best. Let's let's put it this way. Here, here's the weird thing for the heart. Um, Oilers got two guys on this ballot. Uh, Florida's got two guys in this ballot. Calgary's got two guys in this ballot. No Mitch Marner. Not a, not a single vote for Mitch Marner. You know what I mean? Guy had a crazy year. Yeah. I don't know. He did. I don't know if he maybe just lost attention from a lot of writers because he started so average. Perhaps. I was going to say bad, but he didn't start bad. Like, he was very average. Um, Yeah. Um, All right. Those are the awards. Cool. There you go. Congratulations to all the award winners. Right. Um, Overrated, underrated, favorite least favorite. Oh, wow. That happened quick. Yeah, that's her. Really? Yeah, we're, you know. Huh. Oh, uh, no, we talked about it last week. Shea Weber got traded, I guess, eh? We talked yeah. about that last week. Yeah, I don't know. That might be it. You might be right. The Warriors won. 
Steve Kerr won again. Yeah, nine rings. Mm. Might have two full hands. Tom Brady who, am I right? That, well, it's, mm. that is a lot of rings to have, for sure. It's heavy. In, in any sport in like the modern era, that's nuts. You like Steve Kerr? Yeah. Yeah, he's cool. What's not to like? Yeah, he's a good guy. I like Steve Kerr. Gets all fired up all the time about social justice stuff. What's yeah. not to like about him? Yeah. You know? His dad died in a mass shooting. Uh, he doesn't like mass shootings. I get yeah, it. That's true, too. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. That's fair. All right. On a happier note, uh, we're going to talk about concerts. Oh, uh, cause yeah. Because you're going to a concert. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to play a concert. Yeah. And concerts are back. So we thought we'd talk about some, some concert stuff. That's neat, eh? Where are you off to? Uh, I'm leaving today, I guess, to the fine city of Hamilton, Ontario. Steel City. Is it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know much about Hamilton. Thai cats are humming. Yeah, I might go to... I don't know. Like, like Hamilton's not uninteresting, I guess, for the most part. Uh, Given how big it is, I feel like... It's, it's, un- it's uninteresting for right? its size. It's so yeah. weird like, how I was big like, it is. I was mapping out my trip and I'm like, God <clears throat> damn, there's a lot of city here. Um, I am going to... I don't know. Like, I'm only there for like like less than 48 hours I'll actually be in the city of Hamilton. Like, I'm not there long. It's like one full day and then like a morning and like the evening, I guess, when I get in. Um, I might go to the the brewery there, the Collective Arts there. I've, I've always been... Absolutely. I've been a big Collective Arts fan for some year, for a few years, so you I might got go have a couple beers. Uh, I've always wanted to go to the bar that the Arkells own, but I imagine the night before the rally that'll be... Uh, maybe a bit difficult so we'll Could see be. yeah so i don't i don't know we'll see but other than that yeah no, I, i'm going to see the arkells i don't know if i actually said that um but yeah no i'm going to hamilton I don't why know. else would you go to hamilton in june really someone else from hamilton too monster there's another, truck. another band is it monster truck is yeah. that who i'm thinking yeah. of? okay yeah i'm not going there to see monster no, truck I unfortunately i've seen them here in thunder bay and they were fine i've never seen them yeah, they opened up for someone like, and they used to be called something different, and I just don't remember what it was. Mm. They were fine. Early days. We're doing uh, underrated, overrated, favorite, least favorite places to watch a concert mm-hmm. or venues to Types watch a concert venue. or yeah. or wherever you might go to listen to music. Really. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's uh, you know, it's just, it's just time to talk some concerts, yeah. right? So, what's your overrated? concert venue yeah. or place to see a concert sure i mean you know it's it's an oddly specific way to describe it i think but it's just like an overrated place to see a concert is your your typical eighteen thousand seat arena mm. like your your scotia bank arenas your um your your pengrove saddle domes or whatever it's called now you know the, the corral center in ottawa there right eh? Um, <laughs> Take me down to the Meadowlands in Anaheim. <laughs> come on. Uh, what, what, what it used to be called? Edmonton Skyreach? Skyreach in Edmonton? Skyreach Center there? Oh, I think you're right. Something like that. It, whatever was after... What was it? It was Meadowlands and then it became... Uh, was it Meadowlands, right? No, that was Meadowlands was in Anaheim. No. Is it? Yeah. No, Meadowlands the is Edmonton. The Northlands Coliseum was... Edmonton. Whatever, yeah, whatever the hell it was, yeah. whatever it used to be. Then it was Skyreach for a while, and then sounds right. Yeah, and then it was Rexall. And now it's no Sky more. Skyreach sounds like a tech company that's gonna send robots back yeah. to the present. Uh, when I think of the word Skyreach, all I can think of is Ryan Smith skating out in between a big oil tower. 
<laughs> my favorite part about watching like the old Oilers too was the fact that they were the only team in the in the. There were two things I loved about watching that arena on TV <laughs> after the oil tower was the fact that the penalty box was on the opposite side of the ice. So instead of looking at the benches, you were looking at a guy sitting in the box. <laughs> which, which I always thought was funny at a young age. Because like, I'm just like watching the game I'm like, wow, Jason Smith sure takes a lot of penalties. Eh? He's just sitting there like staring at the camera from like right far away basically. Best part too was like when they opened Roger's place and everyone's just like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, wow. This is a ho- like hockey's the, supposed that's to look. That's what the Oilers jersey looks like from the front. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. And then the other weird thing I loved about Skyreach was the, the fact that <laughs> was that it was right dim. Like you'd watch it on TV, it looked like a couple panels were burnt out all the time. <laughs> it's like, but it works kind of. It was just like like I'm very good for like turning a game on now, and I can I know what rank it is immediately. Like I don't need to see center ice. I don't need to see the scoreboard. All I need to see is which two teams are, like, you know what I mean, involved in the game, and I know which arena it is immediately. But, like, with Edmonton, it was, like, you know what I mean? It was the easiest one, where it was just, like, you turn it on, I'm like, oh, that's Edmonton. Yeah, 100%. Hmm. No doubt about it. That's my overrated, is Sky <sighs> Reach <laughs> gotcha. in Edmonton. Uh, my overrated is uh, your street festival. Just your, like... Blocking off the street for the for the day or the weekend, everyone's walking around buying corn dogs and there's a band playing, but no one's watching. No, no one's really listening. The singer really is giving her. Oh yeah, which, which is a shame. Oh yeah, because he is doing one of the worst versions of Uptown Girl Absolutely. you've ever heard in your life. Absolutely, the guitar's out of tune. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of feedback coming from that bass amp. Um, yeah, street festival. I just yeah. I don't know. Put a dancing just, with myself. Just, just <laughs> oh, yeah. put up a big speaker and hit shuffle. Like we don't need the live concert. Yeah, at the street. That's fest. true. Like you, you could just get by with like a DJ, and by a DJ I mean like a guy with a laptop and like a couple mixers, maybe yeah. just to blend the songs together. Yeah, you know? Absolutely. Like radio equipment is all he really needs mm-hmm. there. You don't need anything crazy. Like I've never been like, hey, you want to go see so and so at the at the Westford Street Fair? No. You want to go see the Sonic Devils? Oh, what do they play? I don't know. Like, lots of Three Days Grace and some Mario yeah. Speedwagon. What? Yeah. The hell is that? Hey, you want to go see the uh, drummer from Default's new band? Uh, they're, they're headlining <laughs> at the Street Fest this weekend. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What do they play? Yeah. Oh, that the headliner there. Who? Well, who's the headliner? Oh, well, the guy used to be the bass player for uh, Red Sun Rising. Mm-hmm. What is that? Oh, you know, I remember that song, The Other Side. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of sound like default. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 guy. This is, this is Derek Smalls wrote this. It's our our, our blues fusion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, this is <laughs> on bass. Derek Smalls. He wrote this, and it's like the worst song you've ever heard. <laughs> Man, Spinal Tap. What a movie. Oh. Strikes again. Uh, underrated. Oh, right. Uh, where is it? What do I got here? Um, oh, underrated, I think, uh, just because people would, like, generally think that the acoustics would be made a lot worse because of this. Mm. Uh, like, a venue by the water. 
Hmm. It's lovely. Like, the, a waterfront sort of thing. Oh. Um, you know, like when they used to do, uh, well, what the fuck was it? Rock the Fort there, and it was right beside the little the little river that's there kind of thing. Oh, the river band. Yeah, the little river band would play every year. Yeah. You remember that? <laughs> and, um, yeah, like, you know, you would think by the water, like, the water would just be loud. And, like, no, you don't really hear it. Like, you just turn the speakers up a little louder, and, like, it's hmm. just really nice. It's calming, you know? I, like, there was something nice about, like, if there's just a band playing that I, like, don't overly care about, you know, like, go to the washroom or get a beer or something like that, you just kind of, like, peer out. There's just, like, a bunch of water there. It's like, oh, this this is lovely. I, I love watching a show by the water. I thought it would be not a great place to see concerts, and every time I've ever done it, it's it's great. Yeah, okay. I yeah. guess. Yeah. yeah. Unless it's a street festival near the water. Then I want no part of that. Ooh, they gotta move that street away from the water, maybe. Uh, underrated for me is, uh, it's just a pub just just your average pub it doesn't mm-hmm. need to be a a concert venue type of bar mm-hmm. but anytime you see a, a band that you are jazzed to see and they're playing some tiny little pub in your home city oh you would love those are the Nellies, best shows those are the best shows is this your shameless plug for everyone <clears throat> to come out to a pub and watch you a week from today I would never I have more honor than that <laughs> are we inserting an ad at the start of the show here or for <laughs> Everybody come on out. Hi, I'm owner of Tomatak. <laughs> it was a little of Come guys. on down. You guys like beers for sure. Drink the same <laughs> beer all night. Because let me tell you, if you have to think more than five seconds about your beer, you are not getting one the rest of the I'm night. moving on. No. Yeah. I love it. It's the best. Yeah. How much is it? I don't know. Give me money. Like Here's your beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't care. I uh, hand him ten, and if he brings me change, I'm like, oh, cool. Thanks. I, I guess it was less than that. That's sick. Yeah, I... Was hoping that this bottle of crystal wasn't nine seventy five. <laughs> uh, your favorite? Uh, an outdoor stadium or amphitheater, I think for sure. Mm. Like just a nice, you know. Mm. Um, I like an intimate show. Don't get me wrong. Like I do love a bar, or you know, just I like I I've been a I've been to see a well known band with like seventy people before. And it's like, oh, this is cool. Like, you know, people are missing out tonight, you know, and, and, and that's neat. Um, but there is something about, like, you know, being outdoors and hearing, like, 20,000 people just kind of roar in a song. That's cool. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I would say I would say an outdoor venue is generally my favorite place to see a concert unless it's 1130 in the morning and it's a street fair, for sure. I would agree with you there. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, my favorite is an indoor stadium. Okay. Just, there's no better sound than 20,000 people <laughs> enclosed in a building with a roof. Right. Where the acoustics echo and you get everybody singing the same tune. I live for that shit. Yeah. I think more so what it is, like, I think when, like, U2 does it and they're doing it, like, in the middle of the stadium or like Metallica does that too and it's like the whole bowl is into it you know what I mean like the whole stadium that's cool but I've been to so many where it's just like there's the stage and then you know what I mean everybody's just looking at the stage and it's just kind of the same sort of setup and that's fine like that's how you do a concert I understand that but the ones where they do it like in the center I'm like that's sick like you know what I mean like you get everybody in in interactive in it that's cool yeah sure I like that I'll take either better but I've never seen a show like that Mm. so you know, nor have I. I could have, I guess, maybe gone to see Dane Cook do his, uh, you know, 
the yeah. the B and E the super finger bit there. What yeah. was the one where he did the? It was what was it called? Like the Circle of Rage or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah something like that. Sounds right. Yeah. Dane Cook. <laughs> Fucking twenty twelve or. <laughs> Uh, oh, don't give him that much credit. He was done by then. <laughs> uh, out, uh, least favorite. Oh, uh, where is it? Where do I have it? Oh, uh, well, it's sort of in the vein of uh, your street fair, but it's a little. It's just a little more basic. Um, why? Why are there concerts in parking lots? <laughs> you know, because what else are you gonna do with a parking lot? Uh, park vehicles and it, let me tell you something if you're not using the parking lot that is dead space my friend plant some trees rip up the fucking concrete a but little then bit where's maybe. the band gonna play <laughs> an indoor stadium or a street fair uh look like it's one thing when the i don't even remember what's called the olg casino here in thunder bay yes would do like the free concert in their parking lot out back and you could get like like a thousand people out there to see Loverboy for free, and it's like, oh, that, that's fantastic. You know what I mean? What mm. a you know, oh, here's the Sam Roberts band. Wow, that's great. It's another thing that there's like festivals, like EDM festivals, like people like dancing. Like this is a dance festival <laughs> on a concrete slab. You people, this is a parking lot on a rock concert, and it's. it's <laughs> Go back to your shanties! <laughs> like, there, there's something absurd about, like... And it's, like, all hot, because there's no... You know, it's not green anywhere near. It's just a bunch of concrete. It's just hot and gross. What if someone falls on the concrete? Are you insane? <laughs> what the fuck? You know what I mean? There's rocks and glass and shit everywhere. Right. Because they wouldn't clean the parking lot No, first. but how do you clean a parking lot properly? You could sweep that shit till the cows come home. You pack in a bunch of look, those dirty EDM look, hippies. Two 80-year-old Italian men could have that parking lot clean in a but, second. But that's not who they asked to do it, James. They get... It's a bunch of dirty dancing hippies right. cleaning it for the other hippies. Oh, okay. And... That's your like, problem. Like, like I, like I, all I'm saying is... As a fan of rock music, we tend to do our festivals like in a field of grass. Mm-hmm. Much, actually dirtier, but like it more comfortable, I would say. You know? Mm-hmm. You're one with the earth in its natural state. Right. Being stomped on with Aquafina water and... <sighs> festivals are dirty, eh? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, no, but I think it's insane that they do like shows, like big festivals in parking lots. Just in the middle of nowhere. It's terrible. The fuck is going on? Alright. Stupid. Yeah. Find a field. True. I guess. Idiots. Uh, My least favorite is uh, an outdoor stage or venue. (laughs) I've never had a good time at an outdoor concert. The sound, terrible. The blues fest. Uh, The audience, annoying, rowdy, drunk, pissing on me, puking on me. Throwing things at me. Breaking glass. Mm. Now my feet are bleeding. Uh, I would perhaps have a different opinion of outdoor venues had I been to Weed Fest. Usually stuck behind the guy that I can't see over. Mm. Yeah. Or he's got his girlfriend on his shoulders. Can't see over her. Uh, 
porta potties take an hour to get to. When I'm done, I don't know where my friends are. So fucking see it, people. How do I get back to you? I can't find you. Oh, that's can't the, call you. That's won't hear the me. beauty of a concert, oh, James. Oh, man. Yeah. Budweiser stage might never go back. Oh, wow. That's the Budweiser stage you're talking about, yeah. eh? Oh, it's, so it's no good? Ugh. I'm excited to see a show there, but hey, I, I, uh, I wish you the best. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's not even an artist I particularly like that I'm going to mm. be seeing there either, but whatever. Now, as uh, someone that uh, likes to play music on stage, I'd love to play an outdoor uh, venue. That shit sounds cool. That'd be great. You're the only one having fun. Eh? Yeah. Is basically what you But saying. I don't want to be the guy on the side of the fence. You know? Mm. Yeah. Hmm. You want a beer? Uh, it's $12. Okay, thanks. Can I have another beer? Nope, you can only have one. Oh. Okay. Well, the line's a half hour long, and I've already missed half the, half the concert getting this beer, so can I just drink this? And No? Alright, I'll fuck off. I was here last month for the Kalamazoo Music Festival. <laughs> I, uh, I love Kalamazoo, but they got some problems with their festival. True. <laughs> um... Yeah, that that's those are valid points, for sure. I feel like I I'm kind of like I feel like that's maybe why the rally is done so well. Is it's in a venue that is meant to support that amount of people. Yes. Uh, it seems to be organized quite well. It is outdoors, yet it is kind of uh, a structure. He's both indoors know? and outdoors, Doctor. <laughs> we need to get him indoors and outdoors. Yes. That's what I'll be, I guess, kind of. Mm-hmm. Well, it's outdoors. I don't know why I'm making it sound like it's indoors at all. No, there's no roof. No, not at all. Um, okay, overrated, underrated for the uh, Please enjoy uh, the rally. That sounds like yeah. uh, a hell of a time. Yeah, it should be good. Um, they're, 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 making it, they're kind of making it into a little festival now. Eh? they got like five yeah. acts this year. You know, next year probably do it a two-day thing, you know, and, and then and then in a decade from now it's it's a week-long festival in Hamilton and the Arkells aren't even playing anymore. They're just like they broke up. They're just like emceeing it. Yeah, and it's a just terrible band after yeah. terrible band. Oh, exactly. Um, but you're just hoping that like maybe Max will do a couple Arkell songs yeah. with the Lumineers or something on the yeah, Sunday night. Someone will get dragged out. Hey, this is the original keyboard player from the Arkells' first <laughs> album. Please welcome him as uh, he uh, yeah, yeah yeah takes to the stage. No, it uh, it should be good. Like I don't even know if you've seen this too. Like now during the it's like a full day thing now. It's not like a. It's not like five bands either. Like it's like in the day they have like a like a market there of like mm-hmm. local businesses and stuff like that. So I'm gonna yeah. go check that out. Uh, probably in the morning before I uh, before I get my day going, I'll probably wake up and walk down there and see what's going on before I uh, do anything else that day. But yeah, it should be good. It's it's an interesting setup for me because I well, I'm gonna go at five thirty probably. But like the first band I'm not familiar with. I've, I'm sure there's like localized or if they're not they're they're quite small cuz I've never heard of them. And then at 6:15 is K-Flay, which is like which is cool. Like I'll check out K-Flay. But I'm interested like 7:30 is Mount Joy. Okay. I've never really been able to get into them. So I don't know if I'm even like you know what I mean? I don't know what to do really during Mount Joy if I'm really going to enjoy it or if I'm just going to drink and get too drunk for the Arkells or something. I don't I don't know. I don't know. The world is my oyster, I guess. But yeah, it should be fun. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Um nothing else to plug, I guess. Just just, no, I just don't you have... going to a concert. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. go to a concert, I guess. Check out the high button. There's some great stuff on there. Um Yeah. I, I guess that's all I've got really. 
Boom. I've got this podcast. Amazing. You got anything to plug? No. I I don't I don't do anything besides this podcast. Okay. Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll probably I don't know. If I had to guess, I would say maybe two more that left in this season. Mm. Episodes probably. Uh we will likely it'll be probably you would think 10 days maybe till our next one ish. Um you know, it's it certainly won't be this time next week. I, it doesn't look like at this point anyway, but you never know. Um Wow, Canada Day special, actually. That'd be crazy. Uh, Got my 150-song uh, playlist ready to go. I'll just get drunk on the patio, do a, try to do a podcast. Well, we could. I gotta sober up. I gotta play a show soon, eh? She just keeps drinking. There would be something funny about you and I recording, because I have somewhere to be at, like, noon that day. Like, just mm. drinking on my deck at 8.30 in the morning. Whoa, you know 8.30 what I mean? in the morning. That'd be kind of funny. Well, I mean, you know, we gotta get her done. Um... Yeah, I don't know, but I, I'm, I'm thinking two more, if I had to guess, you know, probably. If you're a betting man. Yeah, if I were a betting man, which I am. And you can, uh, you can find those odds on any of the thousand betting uh, sites the NHL promotes. Will Laced Up have more than yeah. two more episodes? you got to search for it, but it's You there. can You'll find, find that. You'll find on it. On Bet365, mm-hmm. the world's largest sports book. If you're not already on Bet395, you got to ask yourself... Why aren't I on bet three ninety five? Like I don't That's even the dumbest. Commercial. I don't even mind the Aaron Paul one as much as I hate the the bet nine nine, where it's where it this it actually pisses me off. It's Austin Matthews, like putting on a jacket and taking pictures, in what looks like the preview to him filming this commercial. And that's the commercial, is him like just, it's like videos and pictures of him getting dressed up. And it's like, ah, bet 9-9. It's not even him talking. It's the stupidest commercial. Mm -hmm. It's him just taking pictures. Mm -hmm. You can show one highlight of this guy scoring a fucking goal or something, or like have him like verbally talking on the ad. It pisses me off. Mm -hmm. It's like they brought him in for 20 minutes, didn't tell him that... During this photo shoot, they were filming a commercial, and then they're just like, "All right, see you later, Austin." And then they just pumped out this commercial. It pisses me off. It's the laziest one. I like the score one, where they have like Jerry D on the one, and then the other one they have like Susie from Curb Your Enthusiasm, and she just like pops out of this like virtual app in the middle of a bar, and she's just fucking swearing her face off. You ever see that one? No. No. I'll see if I can get that one. Are you on any betting apps? No. Thank you for killing the void while I find this commercial. I hate all these things. I hate all these commercials. I hate all these apps. I hate all these... First possession score. Yeah. Let's go. Come on. Maybe no choice. Bet mode activated. Why is this thing so bright? Hey, dum-dum, move your bobblehead and get out of the way so my little friend here can root on his bet. Listen, lady. Oh, don't listen, lady me, you piece of s***. Get out of here. Better little guy? I'm actually not that short. Okay. I'm not walking through this bright bullsh** portal f***ing thing again. I get migraines. <laughs> as, a, as a big Curb Your Enthusiasm yeah, guy, it's, uh, it's just great to see Susie on TV. Not bad. You know? Yeah. Okay. Ah, uh, yeah. I think that's good. That's, that's we're enough. good. Yeah, we're 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 done. Sure. We're, we're talking about betting apps. It's time to go. Okay. All right. Learn how to bet on bet <laughs> bet laced up. Yeah. All right. Bye.
I'm telling you, this place is perfect. You're gonna make friends in no time. We used to ride around in city streets Only six of us, but we will pull up like we 50 deep If you want to hang with us, you gotta bring some drugs at least Life was seen, pull up, make a scene like a Steve McQueen Flights Atlantis, the drip outlandish I just spent 10 racks and sacks, fifth in the standard I ain't never asked to be this way, I ain't planning it It starts with good intentions, I end up doing damage Look, I'ma tell you how this ends before it even starts I'ma have to make amends after I break your heart I'ma flirt with all your friends and then we break apart If our story was a play, it'd be a tragedy There's a reason why my exes all still mad at me And that's another love I killed, another casualty How this thing go from a blessing to catastrophe It's a travesty I can't help I'm it. a professional bad decision maker I know I broke your heart, but I love you regardless Professional bad decision maker Know the end is the hardest, wish I could restart it Professional bad decision maker Wish that I could be honest I love you regardless Professional bad decision maker Yeah, I'm a professional bad decision maker They should write a movie about the shit that we did Deviate acceptance from the drugs that we did You think I learned from my past But I'm a creature of habit We had so much gone for us, man What happened is tragic My girl is a savage Bad influences all around me Drunk at Bagatelle, all drunk My table is rowdy Had to let go of Ali I regret if I'm honest I'm draped in designer Said I needed the one and I found her Now she's back in Portland Had to say this shit is important I ruined everything I love Man, this shit is like torture Sorry that you had to deal with it Rehashing old wounds Still won't let you heal with it Yo, you hear this shit? Yeah Skizzy back on this shit again 5K for the fit again Fucked up at the win again Me and my dogs the same like a synonym It's ridiculous I can't help I'm a professional bad decision maker I know I broke your heart But I love you regardless Professional bad decision maker Know the end is the hardest Wish I could restart it Professional bad decision maker Wish that I could be honest I love you regardless Professional bad decision maker Yeah, I'm a professional bad decision maker